Join From Beer to the Bible every week as Irvin Lee and co-host Sarah Oliveira McDonald warn others of the consequences of drug and alcohol addiction by being the voice of faith-based recovery. Every week, Irvin and Sarah help people get access to the treatment and counseling they so desperately need. They explore the depths of addiction and give practical life examples of how to recover and develop a new rhythm of living. The show is gritty, authentic, and simply raw while being rooted in the love, faith, and hope of God. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. I'm your host, Irvin Lee. Super excited today. I am back with my co-host and good friend who just recently had her 21st birthday. Sarah, say hi, Sarah. Happy hi, birthday. Hi, guys. Good to see you. <laughs> And we also have the magnificent Rhonda Kimball with us. Say hi, Rhonda. Oh, hello, everybody. Thanks for having me back, guys. Uh, this is well, great. Hey, I'm super excited to be here with both of you. So let's get right into it. Sarah, start us off with a verse. The verse of the day is coming to you from 1 John 4, verses 1 and 2. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. Mm, that's good. Rhonda, we're going to turn that right over to you and let's get into it. Okay. So <clears throat> a lot of times people don't associate dark spiritual activity with mental illness. And mm -hmm. remember, I'm an LPC. I go into my practice and I, Christ Jesus is the center of it. Whether people are saved or not, I don't do conversion therapy. I do clinical counseling with people, but I make no bones about it. There is dark spiritual activity going on. Yeah. Okay. And, um, in this new generation, they have all these cute names for it, next gen, this, that, millennials. I don't care what you call it. Darkness is darkness. And when a generation is raised without knowing God, it is scary. And so I like to speak to, Sarah asked me to, you know, what would I say to women in recovery? Yeah. So I do want to speak to the parents. I want to speak to any young ones that will listen. And I'm hoping that the words that I say will pierce their hearts so that they can know the Lord through their recovery and be empowered. And it's very simple. There is one Holy Spirit. There's one God, one Jesus, one Holy Spirit, one universal church, which is the body of Christ. You see, Christianity is very simple. It's super simple. But I want to tell you a story from the Bible okay. so that you understand there are many different evil spirits. Now, people don't like when you say evil. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been presidents in the past that say evil and they make fun of them. Can't live it down, right? But it's truth. Just because it sounds silly to some people doesn't mean it's not true. There's a verse in 2 Timothy it's 2 Timothy 3, and it talks about these very persuasive prophets that are false prophets, but they win the confidence of women. Yeah, sounds, uh -huh. from, sounds familiar. Right? Yeah. And so these women buy 
into this false information, false prophecy, always looking for something new and exciting, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth of Jesus Christ. And really, whenever whenever you have Jesus Christ as the center, you don't need that other stuff. It doesn't affect you the same way, you know, like the, the commercials, the ads, the Botox, all that stuff. I was just talking to uh, my Bible study about this and one of the girls likes to shop a lot. And, you know, I just challenged her a little bit and I was like, you might want to like look into that a little bit more. You might want to go see a therapist and just because in my experience, going to therapy, doing more Bible study, knowing the Lord more, I don't want for those things. So I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. 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 Is and that I, feeling? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, before you get in, I want <clears throat> you and I were talking earlier about why do you think the church doesn't talk more and teach more around spiritual warfare and demonic activity? Well, because it doesn't tickle the ear. It isn't profitable. Many churches are really money makers, really, and some of them are really great, doing great work in the community. However, <clears throat> what they're marketing is this spirituality where the person is manifesting the Holy Spirit. And what, we, what I mentioned to you was the Holy Spirit manifests his fruits through us, in us, through us. That's how we're strengthened. <clears throat> but what this young man was saying, he was hollering, he was screaming. The pastor was tattooed, almost his whole head was tattooed after being saved. Mm -hmm. And these things are not in line with the scriptures or the spirit of God. And so what we can look for in a person that is allowing the Holy Spirit to work in them and through them, mm -hmm. that's in Philippians, you look for love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, uh, gentleness, goodness, mm -hmm. and self-control, faithfulness as well. Yeah. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. So in my life, in your life, we should see these things, not to the point of perfection, but to a point that others recognize there's something different about you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Look in the eyes, right? <clears throat> People will say, there's, you've got a presence about you. Oh, Ed, you're seeing the Holy Spirit in me. You must be a brother or sister. Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit in me recognizes the Holy Spirit in you, ministers to it. I can pray and I have a little exercise. I would love to do if you guys want to take a second sure. to do this. Yeah. In therapy, we, we hear about mindfulness, imagery, um, body, somatic relaxation, things okay. like that. So just close your eyes for a second. <clears throat> Excuse me. Viewers, close your eyes. Close your eyes. And as we're talking about spirit, the spiritual realm, dark spirits, the Holy Spirit. I just want you to envision in your mind that you're standing in a valley, a place where you're suffering. You're surrounded by hurts, whether it's people that hurt you, uh, addiction, whatever it is. 
and you see off in the distance an eagle. And to the left, you see a, a hill, and it's a very steep hill, but you get this impression as this eagle takes off to go to the top of that hill, you get an impression to walk up that hill. And just see yourself walking up that hill. You break a sweat, it's uncomfortable. But then you look out from a higher place and you see the entire valley. And in your mind, you're hearing these words. I will raise you up on eagle's wings, bear you on the breath of dawn, and make you to shine like the sun. I will hold you in the palm of my hands. And then you look out and you see the valley and you get an impression in your heart that says, things look different from up here. And you hear a bigger voice saying, and I am even above the heavens. I know the beginning from the end. Things are very different from up here. Now I just want you to notice your body. I want you to take an inhale and then gently exhale out your mouth very slowly and just scan your body. Take another inhale. And as you exhale, flutter your eyes open. Scan your body. And now I have a question for each of you. What are you experiencing? Hope. Peace. Joy. What does your body feel like? My feel very calm. Very, very light. Calm. Yeah. This is a, a therapeutic work. This is what's being introduced from clinicians because you have the power to do that. And the words I was giving you come from Isaiah 40. The Bible is the sword of the spirit. When you say those things, everything around you changes, even if it's just for a moment. And you walk away with a peace. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about the Holy Spirit when you're in Christ, the Holy Spirit is in you. Never leaves you, never forsakes you, goes before you, goodness and mercy follow you. You know, when we think about the word of God, we can talk about spiritual warfare, but we don't have to be angry and fighting. Yeah. yeah. We have to just keep in step with the Holy Spirit and know how he works and what he is producing in you. If it isn't, Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, mercy, all those things, right? You want to test the spirit. Yeah. I feel like in our world, there are two things that are rarely even talked about and preached about and taught about. And one is the, the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the other is understanding how the Holy Spirit works in and through you. I just, I, I'm always searching the internet, watching different churches and sermons, and I don't hear very much about Holy Spirit anymore in churches. And in fact, that's one thing that attracted me to your show in that we've had, you know, from the start is just 
the Holy Spirit is going to lead us in yeah. this show through this show. And I was very attracted to that for some reason. Um, because I mean, I grew up with the Holy Spirit, but yeah. the Holy Spirit took over in abundance after I got sober and has yeah. led me through the last 13 years. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with what Sarah said, because in my own strength, I just felt like I could never stop mm -hmm. drinking, drugging and doing all the things that I was doing. But it was <laughs> when I surrendered to the leading and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And it's just been amazing to watch what he can do, not what I can do, but what he can do in and through me. But I, I just feel like people don't really get that, how that works and how you surrender in, in to his promptings and his leadings on a consistent basis. So if you could kind of help them out with that, I think that would be Absolutely. great. Absolutely. The last time I visited, we talked a little bit about free will. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a story about uh, Anais and Sapphira, a husband and wife. Yeah. And they were blessed and they had this wonderful property. And Anais said to Sapphira, let's sell it. It was their property. Let's sell it. But when we take our donation to the church, to Peter, let's tell him this is how much we got for it. And we'll keep this. Yeah. So Anias comes in, go to the church. These are church people I'm talking about, <laughs> right? Like Paul says, it's not my business or my responsibility to judge the sin of anybody outside the church. Let's talk about the sin in the church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's judge the ch the sin in the church. I'm not judging people. There's sin in the church and it needs to be taken out until there's repentance. Okay. So he goes and he says, this, this is what we got for it. And Peter said, this, this was your selling price is what you got. How did you let Satan enter you and lie to the Holy Spirit? And guess what happened? You dropped dead. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, no pussyfooting around. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. So the young men come, they gather him up, they go and they bury him. And Sapphira comes. And Peter said, is that, uh... now this is a confrontation. You rarely, rarely hear pastors confronting the yeah. congregation. Yeah. But at some point you got to care enough to confront. Yeah. Okay. And so he said, uh, was that the price that you got? And she said, yes. And he, oh, how dare you conspire with your husband who's now dead. And those men that just buried him, they're waiting on you now. Done. So how many women are conspiring with their husband? Who's following who in the family? Who's leading? Who's So in recovery, sometimes it's hard to know who's leading here and where you're leading me to. Yeah. And can I say anything? And I say, yes, you need to say something. Mm -hmm. Why are you conspiring? And so you have choices. That's the free will. God knows when you're lying to the Holy Spirit. So what that means is squelching the Holy Spirit. He doesn't leave you. But what, what it was interesting what Peter said, how did you let Satan enter you? So then you have to question because the Holy Spirit doesn't come in and out. It's not when you receive the Lord and you have a true faith, he doesn't leave you. Right. He doesn't leave you. So he did not say to Sapphira, how did you let Satan, you know, you conspired with your husband. But the devil had entered 
him. Leader of the home, man. Listen, men. A lot of males around. We're the men. We don't want this kind of conspiring. They're leading the church, and he led his wife to do. Okay? And that is how the Holy Spirit works. He's always available to us. But you really do want to make sure that you have tested that spirit. So when you are praying with someone, or if you cannot say, because a, a true believer can always say, Jesus is the Son of God, and Jesus is God, and he came in a human body, flesh, and dwelt among us. Yeah. Unbelievers cannot say that. They, even the demons know, right? So there's a young girl, and she's being used as a fortune teller. She can tell the future. So that's another spirit, right? Fortune tellers. Because even when Jesus was asked, well, when when is this kingdom coming? When, and he said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Only God knows. Yep. So that was his humanity speaking, but only God knows. So anybody that's telling you about your future, it's a lie. Yep. Okay. So this little girl, she's telling, oh, your future, your future. And the, the owners are making a lot of money offer. But then Paul said, to that demon, get out of her. No tickling, no asking the name. Come on, let's have lunch and get out. No, get out. Jesus' name sends you out, buddy. Period. So this is the spiritual realm. So if you are struggling, men, women, children, in Jesus' name, get out. Yep. So, and and I speak to little children too, because this gal, she was young that this demon Mm -hmm. was in. And if your kids are telling you, mommy, there's something in my room, um, and they're asking if they can stay, if there is something talking to your kid, we cannot just write it off, especially if you are dabbling in darkness. You have to go in and pray. One of the prayers I used to say with my kids is, Lord Jesus, if you can come and sit at the edge of this bed right now, and if you cannot, because he's, you know, holding the whole universe but then send a guardian angel that's how i taught my kids to pray because there is evil around when you speak like this listen (laughs) right but i know who rules okay and so these stories so that anyway they they uh the spirit the demon left the girl the owners got mad and how many times do we see this in this world? Like somebody's healed. Yeah. Somebody's, do- and nobody's happy. They're looking at their profits. They're looking at their bottom line. Unfortunately, a lot of the churches are looking at their bottom line. Right? And not so much. Am I preaching the word of God? And I t- am I empowering these? Our power comes from the spirit of God. This is the strength. Mm-hmm. right this is the contentment this is the secret that and go, and jesus died for everyone he loves everyone not everyone will believe yeah so all this seeking love this emptiness this shopping this now i don't mind a little botox now and then it's, it's really good when you're <laughs> when you're a counselor you know you don't want to look too expressive or if we're on the show and we need to show off our good sides just kidding mm-hmm. i don't want to look you know so uh, you know, it's not a judgment in, in, in those things, but if you are doing it to fill your emptiness or inadequacies, just your shortcomings, insecurities, 
that's when I say, maybe a little prayer. Yeah. Maybe. I had a guy in a meeting one time, um, in a 12-step meeting, share, you see this watch? It's a Rolex. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have this watch if it's only a watch. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I never forgot that. Yeah. yeah. It's when we make idols out of things. Yeah. Right? And I experienced that just... The Lord, I, I remember he said to me one day, and I didn't like this. He said, all the decisions you've ever made have been made, made around money. Yep. Money. And so I had to say, well, why was I always seeking money? Well, having not grown up with a lot of money. Sure. I felt like you would have the right identity. It would allow you to have all these things. And so I wrapped my identity up in trying to have money and trying to have worldly success. And then when you get all that stuff, you realize that's not going to make you fulfill you or make you whole, right? It actually drives a bigger hole in you. And for me, the God, God used it for me to seek him, right? So I would say, talk to the moms out there who are self-medicating with things, people, and places, and, and materialism. Materialism is a God. And the scripture tells you cannot serve two gods. Mm -hmm. Right? If you find yourself being really, really blessed, and you never get on your knees and say, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you for this abundance. Thank you for this. But, and then who can I bless? Yeah. We want to check the spirit of that. Okay. If you go out, you know, and you, you, you know that your grocery budget is $200, but you see something, well, I'll spend a hundred dollars on that. You got to check the spirit behind that. You got to feed your kids. You got to. So it's, it's, it seems like personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you're a mother or if you are in charge over your children, primarily to teach them the word of God. Right. The whole world is, but what do people do? They get a phone. Yeah. They get a phone for a child. Here, let this raise you. I will tell you, having come from Hollywood, being in Hollywood for many years, Steve Jobs did not give his kids an iPhone. Yep. Yeah. He said that. He even said He didn't. That. Yeah. Why? Because he wanted to withhold something. My husband and I were talking the other day. You see the apple. With yeah. a bite taken out of it. Yeah. Ooh. Representative of the original sin. And unless you know the scriptures, you don't know that. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. She should share with you. You, you just don't know that, right? Yeah. Unless you know the word of God. Yeah. Right. So to mothers, I just say pause. Take a minute like we did. A mindful minute. I'll use the buzzwords of therapy today. Mindful. So see what your body's telling you. Okay, because our body does hold on to the trauma, to even crimes against us. And that sometimes is what we're responding to. Sometimes things are so horrific, like if your dad did something to you yeah, and it comes to your mind or something reminds you of it. We hear this word often today, triggers, triggers. When you're activated like that, that's when I encourage you. If you have received the Lord, get on your knees. You ever hear that expression? Lay on your face. Yes. And cry out to the Lord. 
and you can blame him. You can be angry. He can handle it. Why did you let this happen? Why did you let this happen? And don't get up until he gives you some peace. My daughter, this is a fallen world. I didn't let it. He's a bad person. He's not a good guy. But you can have life abundantly if you do not let your past control you. You now have choices. You may have felt like you didn't have choices. Maybe it was your dad. Maybe it was your mom. I am not your parents. I am a holy God who's got power that I have put in you. Get up. Mm. and walk I, I right? love that I love that we never got to the exercise but we'll get to that in part two so we've got a few minutes left and I want Sarah I want you to go first I want you to talk to the moms and here's another group of women that I see that really struggle with the shame of addiction single mothers with children so I want you both to talk to them and encourage them and give them some insights and in how to get sober. Yeah, well, just an extension of what Rhonda said. Um, I was thinking another thing is, is, you know, a lot of these women want these things, get these things, um, strive to become these things. And, and then what? They're, they isolate. They don't, you know, one of the things and the principles that were taught in both um, the church and in recovery is community. And I think that's the last piece that I really, really took to um, when I was when I was getting sober is how important that community is. Um, I immediately started doing Bible studies. I immediately started going to women's meetings and being vulnerable with other women. There's not there's times where I'm not always as vulnerable yeah. to this day, but I have to put myself out there. Once I speak my truth out loud, Jesus Christ does the rest of the work. There is no power in that sin. There's no power in that struggle. There's no power in that heartache. And so for single moms, you know, share with another woman, share with a group of women, share your truth because that allows Jesus to work, right? When you share it with somebody else, there's power in numbers. Um, I have in my, in the past, when I do that, I experience something just beautiful happens mm -hmm. next. Uh, whether it be struggles with my husband, whether it be struggles with my children, as soon as I don't give that evil power and I share it with another person, I don't keep it in. I don't hide it just like goes to the original sin. Something powerful happens and Jesus starts to work. And so that's, that's what I would that's what I would do. And that's my experience. Okay. Oh, for single women, for single women, for mothers with unplanned pregnancy, you know, Mary had an unplanned pregnancy, holy immaculate conception, but an unplanned pregnancy. Yeah. And God had his plan and there was Joseph. He was a man that honored God and married her. So she didn't have to live through the cultural stigma of an unmarried woman. It was very, it was different. It was, you know, I mean, still in some culture that you still, they'll cut your hand off. So, you know, this was very serious to be 
a young woman out of wedlock in in a culture that didn't know God, right? So the Lord will make a provision for you. My question is, who is your Lord? Have you made shame your Lord? Because Jesus died for your guilt, for your shame. So I like to tell women when they come into me, it's like prison bar windows and you're standing there holding them. There's no prison around you, but your shame is what you're clinging to. Mm -hmm. If you just lay it down and walk forward in the Lord, he has every provision, but it's this alcohol, it's the drug as dear God. You know, it's kind of like when Elijah went and uh, remember they put, said, come on, call down your gods, have them, have them burn up the sacrifice. Go. Yeah. Nothing happened. They can't save you. Alcohol can't save you. Drugs can't save you. Spending money and getting in debt can't save you. Only one name saves you. It's Jesus. And until you come to that point, you'll cling to your shame and your guilt. Yeah. I think I said this last time. When you are in Christ, you are in possession of stolen goods. Mm. Hands up. Drop the bars. Come on out. That belongs to Jesus. And this is the kind of preaching I like to see in the church, right? Yeah. Been a couple pastors I've heard in the last couple of weeks making fun of other pastors or church ladies. This one gentleman says, uh, yeah, we had this church lady and she, all she said is, is, hell is hot. Hell is hot. And then he started to tell us about his drug addiction. But now he's a preacher. Yeah. There's a reason he was there to hear hell is hot. People, hell is hot. Yeah. Right? And another pastor that says, oh, I went to this uh, legalistic church. Uh, but me and the pastor's kid at eight years old was looking at porn. And I said, uh, have you ever thought instead of criticizing that you ought to be praising God? Can you imagine what a sexual deviant you would have been yeah. if you were not in that legalistic church? God has you right where he wants you. Mm -hmm. But mm. wherever you are, he wants to be your God. Mm. That's what I say. Well, there's not anything for me to add to that other than like, follow, share, and subscribe. You can reach us if you need help. Please do so. Reach us at FromBeerToTheBible.com. God loves you. God is not mad at you. God still has a good plan for your life. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this week's From Beer to the Bible. Make sure to tune in next week when Irvin and Sarah gift you with even more addiction recovery information. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember, we're always there for you.